This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I had to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horseman to the inside. He's got Max Dambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horseman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Going with Chris Trevor, the Hills Racing 47 Knot. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome in to another edition of Horsepower Happenings. And uh, happy to have you along on this beautiful, beautiful fall evening. Um, Why didn't we have anything going around and around in circles in our area over the weekend? Because it was absolutely gorgeous. Kind of did. We'll talk about that coming up. But first, let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. NASCAR was in Homestead, Miami, and as I had to remind my dad over the weekend, no, it's not the championship racetrack anymore, Dad. It's just a part of the championship chase. Uh, So Homestead, Miami was the home of all three of NASCAR's top series. Ty Majeski, how about that kid from Wisconsin, huh? Gets it done again in the trucks. Noah Gregson, I'm telling you what, if he doesn't win the championship, there will be an uproar uh, because that kid has been on fire so far this season. And Kyle Larson gets it done in the Cup Series. uh, Absolutely unstoppable at Homestead, Miami, as he has been. It doesn't matter what car, doesn't matter what generation, doesn't matter what team, what crew chief. He is good at Homestead, Miami Speedway. How about Tony Stewart? He's looking to go uh, take a shot at going in a straight line instead of turning left, Uh, but it also means he'll be back on Goodyear tires for the first time in a long time. This weekend, Stewart will make his first NHRA top alcohol dragster start at the Strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway in the NHRA Nevada Nationals. Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club is seeking nominations for the Mechanic of the Year Award. This is pretty cool. If uh, you know somebody who turns wrenches on winning automobiles, nominations can be sent in by email to president at marfc.org. And finally, Owasso Speedway. They released a schedule teaser today that heavily includes modifieds and rich. It does have a select few Outlaw Super Late Model dates on that calendar as well. So Owasso Speedway kind of getting things stirred up for the 2023 season already. Those things and so much more happening tonight. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. How are you, man? I, it was nice being able to do only what I wanted to do this weekend yeah. after that after a busy few days at winchester last week take a little break man i i rode the motorcycle around god's green earth over the weekend and uh just kind of enjoyed life did a little high school football a little college football it was it was a really nice weekend yeah i I didn't do anything saturday i made sure i had a day for me i didn't do anything and then um yesterday i was able to hit the links for 18 that was relaxing nice and now i gotta suck it up because i'm getting ready to hit the road again thursday (laughs) yeah but you're gonna go get to see one of the nation's coolest events and uh speaking of busy uh you know what the uh the the weekend did have some awesome things going on uh including some dirt late model action yeah zach it was a busy weekend for the world of outlaw case construction equipment late models on friday the series made its first trip to the state of kansas in five years 
and Manhattan, Kansas driver Chase Younghands thundered away from Dennis Erb Jr. on turn two of the race's opening lap and held off the early challenge from Erb to earn his fourth career series victory on Friday night at Humboldt Speedway. Then on Saturday, Brandon Shepard picked up where he left off the last time the series visited 81 Speedway. Uh, like in 2017, the New Berlin, Illinois driver found victory lane on Saturday, earning his fourth series win of 2022 and the 81st of his career. And to close out the busy weekend after an up and down couple of days, Mike Marler saved his best performance for last on Sunday night at US 36 Raceway. The Winfield, Tennessee driver stormed past Young Hens for the lead on lap 26 and led the final 14 circuits to earn his fourth series win of 2022 as well. And uh, with his fourth place finish at the US 36 Raceway, uh, Zach uh, Erb Jr. mathematically locked up his first ever World of Outlaws Case Construction Equipment Late Model Championship. Next up for the World of Outlaws, uh, the World of Outlaws World Finals. That's a lot of world stuff. Yeah, it is. <laughs> at, at, at the dirt track in Charlotte, November 2nd through the 5th. And it was a cool weekend as well. Uh, you know, I'm sure that you saw the, the tributes and the things that were done for your great friend and our uh, broadcast partner. Uh, so uh, that, was, that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, it, I, I just thought it was really cool. The, the Friday, the Friday night, they really had a special, a special one. And then, um, and then as they moved throughout the weekend, they would do uh, Eshelman isms yeah. throughout throughout the event, and they threw them in at the appropriate times. Uh, <laughs> so it was, uh, so it was great. It was. Uh, I thought they did a great job. Uh, Ruben did a great job. Ben Shelton did a great job as well. Yeah, they all did. Uh, some some really good uh, broadcasters in our. In our, uh, in our world. So, hey, let's talk about something else that's going on. Let's move our attention to pavement late models, Rich. We knew this announcement was coming. We've been waiting on it. Everyone in the country has been speculating and thinking and talking and wondering and pondering. It's finally been confirmed. The Champion Racing Association, which, of course, you and I took key note to that naming, Champion Racing Association um, Stars National Series. So when you look at the logo, I want to start with that right away. You look at the logo, Champion Racing Association across the top. Then it says Mid-America, Midwest, Southern, and then Stars National Series. So you kind of already get a feel for the breakdown for the 2023 season. But Track Enterprises' Bob Sargent announced uh, last week, or over the weekend, I guess you'd say, the formation of the National Series of Pavement Short Track Races for super late models in 2023, uh, Sargent says in the release, quote, I am pleased to be able to announce that a national series of short track races for pavement super late models will debut in 2023 because of the drivers and tracks that will be associated with this. We have tabbed it the Stars National Series. Uh, he says that we've been working on this for more than a year. The opportunity to partner with three of the most prestigious regional tours this year has put us in a great place to launch a national tour. He went on to say that we are planning a 10-race national series of special events. In order for that to succeed, the regional tours need to be successful, and it's our intention to strengthen and support those tours to the best of our ability. So here's the plan. Each of the three regional tours would publish a 10 to 15 race schedule of events, once again, just like they have been. Each regional tour will host a national series event, likely three from each region, with the 10th and final national series championship event scheduled as part of... The All-American 400 weekend at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway on Sunday, November 5th, 2023. 
Initial details for uh, car owners uh, and all that sort of stuff will be a part of this Friday's All-American Weekend when they meet in the Expo Building on the campus of the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway uh, and Nashville Fairgrounds. So uh, full schedule for the Stars National Series as well as broadcast details and uh, everything going on will be announced uh, very soon. This is exciting, Rich. Uh, we, we knew that this uh, potential was, was on the horizon. We... Got a tease when Track Enterprises bought Champion Racing Association. We kind of everybody kind of went, okay, maybe RJ's just done. And then Arca Midwest Tour went to Track Enterprises, and everybody looked at each other and went, okay, there's only one more domino. And then the Southern Super Series announced a, an alignment with Track Enterprises, and you thought, okay, it'll be any day now. And sure enough, the stars aligned, and now we have the Stars Super Late Model Tour. Yeah, that had nothing to do. I'm sure about a year or so ago when SRL decided they wanted to go national. Oh, right? sure. No, and nothing. <laughs> had nothing to do with it. But uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I, I plan on being there for the for the meeting on Friday to kind of take in what, uh, what I'll be at Nashville. So I'm going to take in what Bob Sargent has to tell all these teams, and maybe we'll get some more information. Uh, you know, there was so much to release. Uh, they got a lot of work to do this winter to get the schedules out and, and, and what and sponsors and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure that's not a hundred percent locked up yet. They have a general idea, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to finding out more information on it this Friday. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, the uh, ASA series, unfortunately was pretty much all dissolved by the time I was old enough to start really enjoying and involving myself in racing. This whole thing about stars national series they really want to make this an ASA replacement here in, uh, in in the 21st century and in the 2020s. They want this to be the last step, really, before you jump into NASCAR. Yeah, and, I mean, let's just look. I mean, we'll get into it in a minute, but the entry lists on the major events are huge, Zach. We yeah. see those. Um, not as much on the regional uh, tours as much you know you're not seeing a lot of events that have 40 cars and 30 cars but when you have a large event that's generally centrally located where drivers from the east south north midwest can come you draw a lot of race cars and um you know it is it just fortunate that you know they announced that over 40 cars are showing up to nashville this week super late models are showing up to Nashville this weekend for the All-American 400. I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, I don't think so either. So Bob Sargent, obviously, with Track Enterprises. Joe Balish, uh, a lot of people know that name. He's been hanging out with CRA all summer long. So uh, Joe's going to be involved in this. And then, of course, uh, the three big ones who've really made this what it is, uh, standalone, Glenn Luckett, Greg McCarns, and Tim Bryant, uh, all listed on the website as well. So uh, this is going to be a big deal, Rich. It's going to be uh, really fun. And there are some things uh, that you can read about and kind of learn at starsnationalseries.com. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be really cool. And now it's time to get into our first interview of the night. And, uh, Rich, we, we had an opportunity to see this young man drive himself to a championship uh, down at Winchester Speedway uh, over the weekend during the Winchester 400 weekend. Um, he's, he's a name that's going to be probably synonymous with late model racing. I know that he hopes for a while. Uh, he makes his home in New Baltimore, Michigan. Keegan Sabilo, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, your your background in late model racing is only a couple of years old. Um, so give me a little bit. Tell the listeners, who is Keegan? What does your racing career look like up to this point? I mean, you're only, what are you, 14? Is that right? I just turned 15 about a week and a half ago. Oh, okay. Happy uh, birthday. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I started out racing at eight years old in a mini cup, half scale NASCAR, um, in the GLS mini cup series. We kind of raced all over same tracks, uh, around quarter miles around Michigan, uh, Indiana, Ohio, um, race that for about four years. Um, kind of figured it out there at the end of my mini cup career. Um, you know, won a championship in 2019 and a couple of young gun series championships. I was fortunate enough to win as well. And, and after that, about at the age of 12, so about four years later, we decided, you know, it was time to move up and, and start doing bigger things. And at this time we had, I think it was the second season of the, uh, CRA junior late models. So we took the opportunity to run with them got my first full size car and was fortunate enough to meet so many great people and able to learn, uh, from a lot of people working with, um, the Kimmels, uh, Kimmel racing from Clarksville, Indiana. And we won one of race. Yeah. One of the five races in 2020 at Anderson, um, for unfortunate that we had only five races due to the pandemic and everything and was hoping for more, um, but you know is what it is and at least we were able to get some sort of racing in and then the following year we decided to do juniors again to try and you know go make a run for a championship now that i got familiar with the car and uh, get more seat time and experience and it just didn't go as planned um the beginning of 2021 we went to test at salem speedway uh, on the small track and Brand new car, um, six laps on it, the throttle stuck going into turn three, and it was a whole mess. Rolled the car, and the car was pretty much totaled. Um, and we came back for the first junior race of the season at Salem and had the same thing happen again. Uh, this Fortunately, we were able to get it unstuck going into three, and it wasn't too bad of damage where the car only needed a front clip. Uh, fixed it, you know, we had a few more successful tests um, at Anderson and Salem and came to Anderson running. The car was decent on the Friday night practice. Uh, we were having a carburetor problem and going into the race on Saturday, we were going to get it fixed. Uh, but the the guys that uh, have it, had it were not able to make it in time. So we kind of went out with first practice with what we had and um, totaled the car again because of the same issue. Fortunately, Jeez. we were able to find out what the problem was. Um, fortunately, we had Steve Dora next to us and FLF race cars, which is how we met them. They were able to point out the issue, um, saved what we had left of a season because at this point we're already in June. Um, and then that's all our season was. And uh, we went to Anderson in August after two months of kind of recovering and just getting back into it and came back and was fortunate enough to win on the race. And, the, and just sweep the whole night and uh, really fortunate that that happened and came it to Toledo um, on the small track about a month later to end our, our season off with our last race and finished a, a second and got fast time. I uh, was running up front the whole time. So um, fortunate about that. This year we were uh, running at Corgano Speedway full time, just getting more seat time, uh, learning how to race without spotters and mirrors and just learning new things uh, just to kind of fill in the weeks that we're not racing the CRA series and uh, obviously, you know, race the CRA late model sportsman this season, which um, was just amazing to race at so many different places and come back, back to familiar places like Anderson and try out Mount Lawn and Winchester, uh, especially Winchester. That's uh, one of my new favorite tracks. 
<laughs> yeah, it probably should be, right? Uh, and, and so talk about this, right? So you're running full-time at Corrigan, little bull ring. I think a lot of people who listen to our show know what Corrigan Oil Speedway is about. Um, but <clears throat> running that late model sportsman deal with CRA, that's a whole different bag of worms uh, with with uh, the, the, the quality of cars, the quality of driver, and you're seeing a lot of different racetracks running with those guys. And uh, so you're messing around doing that, and all of a sudden you get toward September and you're running for a championship with a national tour. Yeah, um, I still keep thinking about that. I remember the day I didn't even know that there was a chase system until we got the email from CRA that we made it. And I was kind of surprised because I didn't even realize there was a chase system. Just kind of, we missed the first race due to some issues and uh, and Shady Bowl we we missed. So just kind of you know trying to get what we can and go for rookie and and didn't even know that we really had a chance. And I remember that day, you know, thinking, okay, well. Now we got an actual chance, and at least we had Anderson in there. We ran good at Anderson all year. Uh, the first race of, I think it was Easter weekend, we had a problem. But besides that, we finished fourth in, in uh, a 75 lapper, and then second in the big 100 lapper, um, and was fortunate enough to do well there. So I'm confident in Anderson as well with you know the junior wins that we had there in the past. But Winchester seeing that as the championship race and the first race. That was a little, uh, I don't want to say overwhelming, but a little scary to have to worry about points heading into a place that I've never raced at when Anderson's the biggest track I've raced at. Um, you know, so the first race was all about learning just at Winchester. We, we ran all practices, every lap counted that we could. And, uh, you know, just getting used to it for the championship race. And after two wrecks um, at Winch- Winchester and then Anderson, uh, you know, fortunate we made the cut by like I believe three points and just thinking what would happen if we didn't have those three points at this point <laughs> yeah, now obviously going into Winchester Kyle Worley had a thousand point lead now that just goes yep. away when you get to Winchester what what is your mindset when you showed up to Winchester last week are you just looking at that that 15 machine and say that's who we got to beat you know, we thought all three, all our three other competitors haven't even had an even chance. You know, there wasn't one that was, none of us four were extremely, I don't want to say strong, but we all had our certain points in the season where we were good and where we were better. There was, in my opinion, nothing that uh, set us all really too different um, where one of us could just dominate it. So that made it even more intense knowing that, you know, all four of us had an equal chance heading into heading into this race and with this being, you know, one of the toughest short tracks, I'm sure you're here on the East side. Um, it was definitely a little, you know, scary knowing anything can happen. Keegan, uh, you know, that's kind of the draw of the chase system is that, and you kind of ran a clean race, 40 laps around Winchester. Obviously everybody thinks Winchester, they think of the big hundred or 400 or, you know, 250 or whatever it is. Uh, but 40 laps around that place for you, probably treacherous enough. What did you did you guys go out there just with the mindset of okay, we're just going to finish, or were you prepared to have to race hard if it came down to it to try to win this championship? I was prepared uh, to race hard in a way. You know, we, you know, I made the mistake at Anderson uh, the race before of saying, all right, we just need to race for points. We need to race for points and make it to the next round and. I made that mistake to the point where it ended us up getting us wrecked because we were just riding around at the back trying to, to get the, you know, the points we needed and just made it even worse. So I kind of, you know, just took the whole mindset of the championship 
out of the way in a way and you know just raced everyone the same way and was prepared to race and just pretend like we didn't have anything to go for except the best finish we could in the race so so well and i was going to say you know that that you know as far as your capability behind the wheel of a late model you know how to win, right? Uh, but the competition is just a little bit different with the late model sportsmen. You've got to win at Corrigan Oil Speedway this season, so uh, you know you're you're no stranger to having to race hard if it comes down to it. Yeah, um, I still can't even believe the one that we were able to get at uh, Corrigan this year. Um, coming into the season, I have seven years of racing experience, and all seven years are with the spotter. Or someone there kind of guided me through. So it was a oh, lot different. Oh, that's them. a great point. With uh, Without the, the spotters there. But plus without the spotters, we're not allowed mirrors either. Um, so that made it even more, I guess, harder. Um, you know, going into the first few races at Corgan was just getting laps, I guess. You know, just kind of learning how to pass people, how not to be aggressive. You know, knowing that when you, you're at their quarter panel on this series, you got to back out because they can't see you. And... Uh, just learning how to, to race without that was a lot different. And um, once I started getting the hang of it, uh, you know, we started racing up front. We got a third-place finish and just kind of, you know, kept putting together some decent top five runs. And then we were heading into, I believe it was August 14th as that race, and, we you know, we came from Anderson the night before finishing second in the big 100-lapper for the sportsman. And we're kind of doing a little double duty weekend and just, you know, treat it like a normal race. We were fastest in practice, put, put the best lap of my career up there, I guess, at uh, at Corgan and just put the whole race together. You know, got lucky with a pill draw there and started second and was fortunate enough to be able to just uh, get a good starting spot and kind of control the race from that point and have a no yellows there and just kind of driving away with it. Keegan, obviously Zach and I have been um, at a lot of CRA events, and we were also at Corgan Oil uh, a couple of times. And I, I think I need to ask you, that field at Corgan Oil in that sportsman class, that late model sportsman class, is rather stacked on nights. So do you think that Corgan Oil helped you on the CRA side, or did the CRA side help you do better at Corgan Oil? You know, that's a good question. It's kind of both. Um so there's things I take away from Corgan and the CRA where the good thing is if I ever have a, I guess, a spotter found, like my radio dies or something, have a problem inside the car, I'm at least experienced without racing, without spotters. We have a mirror. I can kind of, you know, hang in there for a little bit and uh, until the end of the race, which is a huge help. Um, but, you know, I think the CRA also helps with, a confidence level knowing you know i'm able to head into to corgan knowing that i can race in the cra weekly and you know at least contending it, it gives a little bit of a confidence there at least you know knowing that not only are we just learning stuff here at corgan but there's another series out there that we're still contending and, and competitive in and um it just built for for more and more confidence let's go back to winchester for a moment you know you, you get the white flag you know where you're at how long was that last lap Oh man, like a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew Rashard was all over me there coming in, and I was fortunate enough to. I think I don't really remember the car that we were able to catch there, uh, but we were able to kind of use that lap, that car there as a pick and get in front of them, and then uh, having Caleb have to pass them, or, or else I think without that car it would be me and Caleb. You know, we're really gonna have to race it out, and uh, 
you know, just knowing, you know, four car lengths, I think it was when we came to the white flag, something like that. Just, you know, hoping the car would hang on together for one lap. You know, you hear all those gremlins in the car, you know, just hoping nothing happens. You know, down there in Victory Lane, it was pretty cool. You guys, uh, you and your family and crew hugging it out and, and just celebrating this. And it really, it, it looked like it was very surreal for all of you uh, that, that this had just happened. I mean, and you kind of mentioned it, right, with some struggles uh, to start the season and in the middle of the season, uh, you know, making it into the chase by two points and then, uh, you know, being at Winchester's, it's a track that's just very different than what you're used to. Um, everything just seemed very surreal for you guys. Is that Was that an accurate way that that was what was going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we knew we had a, a shot, at least, you know. It's never guaranteed. But, you know, I felt confident knowing that we had a good chance after our speed. You know, we showed it the September 4th Labor Day weekend. Um, a race in the World Stock Car Festival. You know, we ran good. We didn't get the finish we, we wanted there with the axle breaking halfway through and, and ended up in the turn one wall. But, you know, we were doing decent. You know, we might not have been near too many cars. I think we were running like six or seventh. We were, you know, running consistent times, gaining on some of the cars in front of us, which that kind of, you know, gave me confidence a little bit and, you know, helped me learn also that I need to be more aggressive, I guess, passing people instead of just riding around and, and you know, giving a whole bunch of room uh you know i could get closer and stuff like that and not waste as much time because i think that's what caused us all that time there and uh yeah so it was uh you know interesting but i'm thankful we had that first at least winchester race there that we could learn from um heading into the championship race because i know you know without that we would probably wouldn't have been as good with my first time being at that racetrack it would be just a lot more overwhelming trying to figure out the racetrack while also having to be as fast as you can racing for a, a championship. Keegan, let's talk about your career path here for a minute and where you're going. Um, obviously, there's some other drivers that that uh, did run in the junior late model, CRA junior late models that are that seem to be having quite a bit of success. Uh, Katie Hettinger is really moving up the ranks. Uh, she, she she was doing that, and and Chase Berta is running good in whatever he jumps in, whether it's a dirt car or a pavement super late model. Um, is the Jake series or the super series in your future? It definitely is. Um, you know, we don't, we don't plan on going full time, uh, you know, next year with the any CRA series. Uh, we plan on going full time with uh, Corganel Speedway again next year. Uh, but we kind of want to hop around to different races and doing some uh, jags and, and super stuff and, you know, kind of maybe hitting, a few of the tracks that we're confident with at Anderson and getting experience on bigger race tracks and just getting more laps racing, you know, whenever we can, whenever we have that free time and, you know, hoping we can contend up front. Cause I know the Jeg series has got a lot of competition with, uh, you know, Sawalich and Hindi and, or Hind, sorry, Hind. And, Don't worry. Uh, we've all know. done it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, like you said, Bird on and all those guys that were up front, it's, uh, you know, they got years of experience and a lot of experience, you know, being a lot older and, and uh, you know, a lot more races in that exact car and a lot more different racetracks. What is the goal, Keegan? I mean, <clears throat> is there an end game? Is there an end goal? Uh, you know, we haven't really talked about uh, who's floating the bill for this for you, but, you know, what what is what is the hope? What is the future? You know, where do you get to where you say, yep, this is where I want to be. This is what I was looking forward to doing. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to make this a career, you know, racing in one of the top three series of, of NASCAR, preferably Xfinity or, or Cup uh, every week. And, and, you know, I love the love the sport, you know, love being around it. And, uh, you know, that would just be everything, being able to do that. And 
you know, racing every week and, and hopefully racing competitively. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, uh, you know, this obviously is not just a, uh, a Keegan show. It takes some support. It takes some people to make it possible for you to do what you do, Keegan. So uh, we'd like to give you an opportunity as the 2022 Champion Racing Association Late Model Sportsman Champion to uh, list off who it is that made it possible for you to have this season that you had. Thank you. Yeah, there are so many people um, that, that just helped uh, just to get me where I am and help me this season. Uh, first off, my parents for everything they've done for me, as well as my grandparents, all the sacrifices and everything that has been made uh, just for this season, all racing in general. I want to give a huge shout out to Tim Curry, FLF Race Cars. Without the support and help from them um, every week, you know, they, that car has been at the shop multiple times this year, getting clipped or repaired or you know, and, and they've always been able to get quick back to us and Tim coming out to spot every every uh, race that we've had this year or being out with Corgan, you know, giving me good tips and pointers and just helping us with the car. Uh, without him, you know, it wouldn't be possible, um, you know, especially all the spotting help and helping me stay patient and calm and helping me learn throughout the race as well. Uh, all my sponsors in the car that, that have contributed this year um, wouldn't be possible without them. Green Street Flooring, North Bay Marine, Finn's Eatery, uh, forearms tire and auto swirly top uh mount clemens transmission and after hours restorations without them it wouldn't be possible uh, without every you know thing all these local tracks do i know it was a tough you know year a couple of years ago and a lot of tracks unfortunately shut down are still shutting down uh, which really stinks but uh tom and tracy hernley had uh choreographed way everything they do um you know they run such a great racetrack and glenn luckett and all the CRA uh, officials and, and employees um, for making it such a great series to race in weekly and giving us a place to race. Well, Keegan, uh, you know, you just turned 15. You sound like an old veteran. You uh, <laughs> you uh, have got it figured out behind the wheel. You got this PR thing figured out as well. So, uh, man, good luck. Uh, looking forward to seeing what the future awaits for you next year and down the line as well as you uh, continue to blossom in your career, man. Congratulations on uh, one feature win this year at Corganola Speedway and the 2022 uh, Vores Welding and Steel Late Model Championship with CRA. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Well, it was a pleasure to get a chance to catch up with Keegan and, and kind of talk to him. Uh, what a well-spoken young man at 15 years old. And uh, I tell you what, if nothing else, I don't know if he's got, you know, if, if his talent runs short, which I don't see it doing so behind the wheel, we might have to give him a headset. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, he's, he's doing a great job. You know, they're, uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna be patient with him. They're gonna. They're gonna let him grow at his own pace. Yeah. And and uh, and I think that's what you got to do. He, he's just listening to him. You know, he's wrecked too many race cars. He doesn't want to wreck anymore. Um. So, but I think you know, picking up a championship at fifteen, um, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, let, we'll have to keep an eye on him. Uh, in the Jags Tour and Super Series, the, the events that he gets to run next year. All right, speaking of events, uh, big one coming up this weekend. Rich, as you kind of teased earlier in the show, it's the U.S. Tank All-American 400 in memory of Jonathan and Jillian Brown, Friday through Sunday in Nashville, Tennessee. Rich, uh, you're going to head on down there and, and have some fun this weekend, but you kind of teased it. Over 40 super late models entered into this, over 30 pro late models ready to go, and then, of course, a full weekend of racing surrounding that. Yeah, exactly. And we, we have a little bit of a mission connection down there. We'll start with the with the Jags Pro Late Models. Uh, Katie Hettinger heading down that way. Uh, so sh she's from Dryden, Michigan. She's going to go down. I think she's the only Michigan driver on the pre-entry list in the Jags race. You go into the Super Series side, obviously, 
uh, gentlemen, everybody watches these days, Kyle Crump in that 50 Crosstown Motorsports machine. He'll be down there. Uh, and I believe Chase Bird is going down in the in that uh, number 18 Super Series car that he's got that he ran at Winchester. So, um, you know, we'll, ha we'll have to see. Uh, man, I don't – I looked at this entry list, Zach, and – you know, Matt Craig was the defending champion. We'd had we we've had Matt on the show a couple of times, but uh, boy, there's there is a looking at the Super Series entry list. How do you even narrow it down? Well, and 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 that's I'm, that's just it too. I'm looking at it too. I, mean, I just noticed Augie Grill is going to come up. I mean, we haven't seen him run at Nashville in in quite in, you know last few years at least. Uh, and then you know the de defending champion Matt Craig, he signed up to be there. Cole Butcher, who ran well at Winchester, Jake Finch, Stephen Nassie, you mentioned Kyle Crump, um, you know, Derek Thorne going to make a return. And, of course, I read Derek Thorne's name, and I instantly scroll up to see if he is on the list, and he is. Carson Hosevar entered as well. We all remember. We all remember what happened in, uh, was that 21 or 20? I think it was 20. 20. Yeah. yeah. When, when they got together going into turn one, neither driver lifted, and boom, both of them are out of the race. Uh, and then, of course, Willie Allen, Casey Roderick, defending champion. Um, and uh, how about Bubba Pollard entered into this one as well? We don't normally see him at the All-American 400. Zach, there are going, it, it, I, my way too early prediction is that one of these big names is not going to make the show. Really? I just think, I think yeah, look, look at the list. I think there's somebody that you're going to expect that you could say, hey, I think that guy's got a chance to win. I think one of these guys is not going to make the show. That's what I think is going to happen. Wow. Well, and that's, I mean, that's possible. We, we, you know, the, the Saturday portion of the Winchester 400 is going to be very important uh, with qualifying and then with those last chance showdowns. You're going to have to race your way in to the All American 400 this year. There's no two ways about it. If you miss it, if you miss the setup on qualifying, good luck because now you're going to have to go and run a physical race to make the show, which I love. I think it's fun. Yeah. And, and why not? Who wants, to, I mean, that, that just adds the fun to it, right? They, they started with those showdowns uh, that just makes it interesting, but it also means that qualifying is not the end of your weekend either. Right. So, uh, you know, something happens, you break something in qualifying right in the middle of, of, of your two laps where it ruins both of them. Um, you got a chance to come back and get in the show. If you got a good car. Cody Dempster going to be making a start as well. He's on the entry list, uh, as is, of course, Dylan Fetcho, the, the the champion of Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. Another champion of the Speedway is on the entry list, Jackson Boone. Uh, how about Luke Fenhaus? He's on there. Austin Nason is on there. Uh, Sammy Smith, right? Buddy Shepard, William Swalich. Uh, just so many big names, Rich. And, you know, this is the part of the show where we have a lot of fun, but somebody commented on our Facebook page and said, Wow, you guys' predictions have been really spot on over the last month or so. Maybe you guys could help me go win a Powerball ticket. Um, we don't do Powerball. We don't do Powerball, <laughs> but we do way too early predictions of race winners, Rich. And, and unfortunately, I think we're going to have to do it again tonight. 43 cars on the Super Series entry list for the 38th running of the All-American 400 presented by U.S. Tank in memory of Jillian and Jonathan Brown. Of those 43, Rich France, way too early predictions. Who parks it in victory lane? Oh my lord, Zach! Really? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do it to you. You're gonna do it to me. I gotta pick one, or I get picked uh, with 43 cars. We should each get two. I all think, right, let's do time, two. Right? All right, all right, all right. Um, I am going to go with. 
a guy that I think really wants to win this event badly. He's on a high because he just came off a huge win. I knew you were going to do this. In dominating fashion. <laughs> um, when, when Stephen Nassie's hot, you don't leave him on the board. So I'm going to take Stephen Nassie. And then um, I'm going to go out on a limb. I know they've had a, had a run of issues, one thing after another. But it's got to stop sometime. It stops this weekend at Winchester. Carson Hosovar and that Van Dorn Racing Development team, they're going to be in the running for the victory at the All-American 400. All right, there you go. There's Rich's two picks. He's taking Nassie and uh, Hosovar to win the All-American 400. All right, now I'm also not going to step out on a very big limb with my predictions, although it's Monday. They don't race until Sunday. They have six days to have something happen. But I'm going to take the guy who led the most laps in the 2020 All-American 400. He was very competitive in the Snowball Derby, was a bumper away from winning that event. He only makes trips if he thinks he can win. From the land of Bakersfield, California, I believe this will be the year that Derek Thorne can hold on and go to victory lane in the All-American 400. Now, of course, we get two. So, Derek, if this broadcast reaches you, I love you. But... I gotta, I gotta put my second pick. Has to be a good one as well. So I'm going to look toward. Man, oh man! <laughs> I thought I knew who I wanted, and then I looked at the entry list again. All right, uh, oh man, I don't know, Rich. Um, I was gonna take Stephen Nassi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh man. man. So Derek Thorne for me is a lock. Uh, Derek Thorne's a lock for me. I guess. You know what? Give me out on a limb. You told me that he was probably unlikely to finish at the Winchester 400. You also told me he wasn't going to know how to handle Toledo Speedway. And lo and behold, he kept his equipment together. He finished inside the top five. He's got 400 no, laps. Not. He's got no, 400 not. laps under his belt at Winchester. I think he knows how to take care of his equipment. He's got a great team behind him to help him take care of his equipment again. I'm going to say in what I believe would be one of his only starts at Nashville Fairground Speedway, I think William Swalich has got an opportunity to win the biggest late model race in the country. Ride that <laughs> ride that pony while it's hot, right? That's right. That's right. Come on. You're going to tell me winner of the Glass City, winner of the uh, World Stock Car Festival at Winchester, winner of this, that, and the other thing in pro late model racing, top five at the Winchester 400 in his first ever start. Why not? You know, I mean, you, you've got you've got that team behind you, the Eden Prairie, Minnesota driver. I think he's got a shot. Did you, Zach, let me ask you a question. Did you think that the Winchester 400 field was a very, very tough field? I thought it was a very tough field. Yeah, I think this it's field. Du- it's double that at the All-American. Oh, absolutely. I believe this double field, that. I think this field is tougher, but I think William Swalich makes the show on qualifying day. And I think that he rides around for 300 laps and is in contention to win at the end of the race. But well, remember, say- that's my secondary guess. Derek Thorne is my lock. All right? Derek Thorne is my lock-in pick. William Swalich, William Swalich is my is my limb. So there you go. Yeah, Derek Thorne has won everything there is to win um, except when he, when he comes over, when he leaves California and comes over here, but the big ones, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I would think – I didn't even look, but if Derek Thorne, I'll give him, I'll give him the All American 100 win. I said, man, he's probably gonna. But 
that's what he did at, at Snowball Derby, right? Won the snowflake. And uh, boy, he just hasn't been able, just has not been able to get him a Snowball Derby. Maybe now that you put your uh, mojo by him, you can pick him up an all, all American 400 win. Let me look here. I don't, it doesn't look as though the pro late model entry list has been released yet. I think that they were waiting on uh, a couple of Nashville guys to put their entry list in. Here, here is one as of two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, the Jags pro late model entry list, uh, you're going to see drivers like. Uh, Jackson Boone is going to be in this one. Uh, the Bolden brothers, who are, are pretty consistent at Nashville. Bryson Schaffer. Uh, Corey Dozer is going to be in this. J.P. Crabtree is going to put a Jags car together to uh, go down there and run. Uh, Cole Williams, Buddy Kofoid, Billy Sisko will be there. So will Hunter Wright, Stephen Nassie. Katie Hettinger, as you mentioned, will be in a pro car. She'll be ready to go. Uh, Giovanni Ruggiero is on the entry list in the number 81. Dylan Fecho. And that's probably the last of the notables as of today. Would you like uh, – I, I think I'll go first, and we'll just do one lock on the Jags race because it's not such a big field. Uh, All right, that's fair. Give me one lock on uh, Cole Williams for the All-American 100. Damn, you stole it. <laughs> right. You thought I was going to go nasty. <laughs> Yo, no, well, I thought you were going to get him back, yeah, So because he's already won that event, right? He's he's already won the All-American 100. But remember, uh, last year was the first year that Cole had won, or two years ago, on All-American uh, 400 weekend. So now he's got it off his back and, uh, you know, realigned with uh, with with the board, Bordeaux medals and Rackley War racing development guys. They kind of had a weird thing in the middle of the season, but they're back together. So uh, I think All-American 100 will be a good way to end the season for them. Um, because I can, I am going to go on a wild card pick at just because this guy has run unbelievably well throughout 2022 it's a home game for this guy hunter wright brings it home in the all-american 100 that's a good pick that's a good lock uh that, that's, that's what a, i think that's a really good lock uh for those of you playing at home you want a couple other locks uh i i think you have to probably look at dylan fecho in the 89 car look at giovanni ruggiero uh i mean he almost won at winchester right he got tangled up with with chase berta but he had a car that was potentially uh, capable of winning at that event uh those are probably a couple other locks um Chase Johnson has been fast. They have a hard time getting that car to the finish line, but he's always fast down there at Nashville. And, of course, you know, Jackson Boone, right, the former track champion, uh, he, he's probably a good lock as well for the All-American 100. So there you go. I don't know if we can break that down any further. Yeah, I, I just – I mean, I, I couldn't leave Hunter right on the table. He, he finally broke through, got over the hump, got a big win, win in the Premier Division this summer there. Um, he's been giving – Dylan Fecho and Cole Williams, all they can handle all Absolutely. summer long. So uh, I I don't know if he's going to win, but I I didn't I wanted to give him props. He just had an I think this is probably the best year Hunter Wright's had uh, running running down at Nashville, and I think he's got a shot as good a shot as either one of the other two. All right, racing All American Four Hundred weekend. Uh, racing begins Friday. There is an All American party Thursday night after Holler Holler Parking in downtown Nashville. So check that out. Racing Friday at uh, 7.30 Eastern Time. Seven divisions of house racing will be on Friday night. Then Saturday at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. Super and Pro Late Model qualifying, followed by the Last Chance Showdowns. And then the Van Hoy Oil CRA Street Stocks. Vores Welding Compact Touring Series in action Saturday night as well. And then Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. 
It's the All-American 100 for Pro Late Models, followed by the All-American 300 for the Super Late Models to make up the All-American 400 weekend. And, uh, of course, you know where I'll be locked in this weekend. All the action available at Racing America. And, Rich France, you're going to have a lot of fun down there this weekend. Yeah, I, I think before Thursday, before I leave, I have to go get a new pair of tennis shoes, Zach. Because I wore, I wore that the, the I wore the soles off that the ones I had at Winchester running down pit road. I'll be on pit road Saturday and Sunday uh, for Racing America. It sounds like so. Get to do that again, and then um, we'll see. I, I, I think from what word has it, I'm going to do Victory Lane as well, just like like we did it at Winchester. Yeah. Um, so I get to have some fun down there, and then. Had try to get back here Monday just to do a show. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. I, we might we might give you a day of rest uh, if we need to, because uh, you know it is Halloween on Monday. But we'll talk about that more coming up. Um, all right, so that's what's going on. All American Four Hundred Weekend coming up this weekend in Nashville. Well, Zach on the phone lines now. Our next guest. We talked to him earlier this summer, and. Um, you know, he basically told us, I don't think I'm going to run for a championship, but we don't got that kind of money. We're not going to chase this tour, blah, blah, blah. Well, lo and behold, we saw him at Winchester, took the green flag, wrapped up the Midwest Modifies Tour Champion for 2022. Uh, great to have him back on the program. Walter Brinsky Jr., welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate being man, here. Man, uh, I know it wasn't uh, a Winchester weekend to remember the way you would want to, but... Uh, Man, you picked up that championship. How does it feel? Oh, it feels great. I mean, uh, it's just uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. Um, and, that, yeah, that, that second Winchester week, I, I kind of wish we could have traded it for the first one. We had a, we had a, a good showing at the first one, and, and just everything kind of went wrong at the second one right from the start. But, no. uh well, and I was going to say, I was, I was told that you uh, you brought the whole garage with you to Winchester that weekend, didn't you? I did. I brought every spare part I had. Um, I had a spare engine. I had. I, I brought everything I had. <laughs> now, yep. what you ended up having, uh, for those who didn't see it, it am I, am I remembered correctly, before qualifying or before the feature or something like that, you had a mechanical failure on that car. Is that right? Yeah, so I had a, a friend... Uh, with me and and I didn't we were pulling it everywhere we wasn't starting it we were uh, uh, we were doing things out of the norm and and that's probably not what we should have done and but I started the motor for the first time to go out and qualify or no it was to go out for the first practice and and the, and the guy was looking at the front of the motor looking at it real weird and I asked him what was going on he said well it looks like your, your belt is moving back and forth like it's loose so I went out there for that first practice and it was okay and it went fine, but I had bought brand new belts because the very first race in January down there in Georgia, I had belts fall off. So I just oh, wow. wanted to be sure that I had them, you know? So I bought them new and, and I said, you know what, let's just put the new belts on. And we put the new belts on and they come right off, right? The first, before the first taking the green for qualifying. Jeez. So, I run that qualifying session with no power steering and no water pump. So wow. they kind of cooked. In. And yeah, I had no power steering at Winchester. And like, if that place ain't scary enough as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me with, not to with power steering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Right. Man, remind me not to pick a fight with Waldo Brinsky Jr. Um, so, you know, that that does kind of put you behind the eight ball. Now, your scenario was all you had to do was start, and you won the championship. I know you would have liked to have run that whole race uh, because uh, I think you're kind of befriending Winchester Speedway the more that you see it. Um, but, you know, w- were you concerned with – I mean, did you think your weekend may have been in jeopardy at that point? Absolutely. I spent probably a half hour um... – just, uh, just not the same. Just, I, I was just upset for a half hour there, not thinking that, you know, it was going to go well. Um, but you know, all we had to, all we really had to do was take the green flag for any race. So if, if they did run a B main and we took the green flag for that race, we still would have won it. But the, the problem being was running Winchester, uh, you know, in the B main, and then making and then going into the A main that way, I just I was, it was just not the you know the championship way to go out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was struggling with, I was really struggling with that. Did it, did it so it so it bothered you? I mean, a, a championships in my book, a championships a championship. I don't care how you get there, um, but it it bothered you afterwards. It, and then did it set in and you said, you know what, we are champions. Well, it just the, the part that bothered me was that um, we came there and failed, you know, part failure. That it was my decision to change them belts, and I, and I just I know better than that to put brand new belts on a motor like that. And it was just a quick decision, and I I knew that that water pump belt it has, it does that right from the start. You know, it warms up a bit and it's fine, but I just should not have changed those belts. I should have made that decision. It was just a, like, I don't know what it was about that championship weekend at Winchester, but it took everything I had mentally. And, and the whole week after, like, I didn't remember like a lot that went on at Winchester. I don't have any idea what happened, whether I, you know, I had some sort of a cold, but I don't know if it was that or just, I just couldn't remember anything that happened. Just like all the decisions I made were, were just weren't, up to par and just it was just a weird weekend so once you once you put winchester to bed you're the midwest modifies tour 2022 champion can you reflect now on the rest of your season that was literally between the modified tour and corrigan oil and and wherever else you ran was just outstanding yeah let's do that that's that's much better uh, (laughs) let's get away from winchester uh yeah so we had some we had some rough races at other races besides the tour uh, that uh, you know I had gotten parts fixed and it worked out perfectly for the tour and you know I just different things that went wrong but we got those fixed just for the tour and then every time we showed up for the tour just things were on par like they should be you know and and, and it worked out good and we had other good races throughout the season too um, just we did have some bad ones, you know, it's, it's like auto racing, you know, is, is the up and down, uh, or it's you the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And we had that season, you know, I knocked the front clip off the car at Spartan one night. Uh, just, I had, I just had some, some rough races and some really, really good races. So, I mean, just things went really good and they went really bad. It was just, it just depended, you know, when we talked, we seemed to, to be sure though. Say say that again. I'm sorry. We were on point when it comes to the tour races. What? You know, it's just, it's... 
Well, and I think, I think that may be the, the answer to our question is, right, when we did get a chance to talk to you earlier this year, uh, you were leading the points, and we said, so, what do you think? And you kind of said, well, I don't know, probably not. You know, we were calling for sponsors, and uh, we were hoping that we could get you some money to go to, to uh, Onya and, and, you know, uh, trying to make some of those races that were a little bit of a travel. What changed? Uh, what, 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 what was able to get you uh, to be able to fully commit to the tour this year? Yeah, so – uh, when that, when that interview happened, um, you know, my uncle kind of listened to it and he went on the campaign trail, if you will. Really? And he ran from his friends that have businesses to places and, and he got me two different sponsors. And then my, uh, 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 buddy that cleans the car a lot, Tom Brady, he really, uh, he went on the campaign trail too. And he got me a sponsor for, uh, uh, Tom Barrett, you know, for Congress. And he helped me out and just, those two sponsors came at the right perfect time and it just, it, it made all the difference in the world really. And then, you know, I had a silent uh, sponsor from, uh, uh, Dixie, you know, they, he watched me race at Dixie and contacted me after that. And he, he, he wanted to help. So he helped too. And, you know, just those three right there just come in at the right time and everything happened just right. Zach, we did our job, didn't we? That's we right. said we were going to try. We said we, were, we said the interview was going to help him. We were going to get him some sponsors. Lo and behold, uh, it happened. Well, and I cool. think it's I think it's awesome too because you know the the emotion that you've poured out on social media and on the front stretch at Winchester Speedway. Uh, this championship, you and your family do not take lightly at all. No, this is really special to all of us. I mean. I think between my dad, me, my uncle, um, my wife, and my kids, we all had tears um, at different points in the night. Um, so, like, and and then multiple times, it's we're an emotional family. I'm I'm really emotional. My my dad, my uncle, we're all emotional people, and we've had tears in our eyes quite a few times. You know, tears of joy. Absolutely. Just, we we've had such a up down season. You know, and I was telling my wife, you know, there's not been been many. Uh, championships that I've won where I didn't have to borrow a car and <laughs> this one I didn't have to borrow a car <laughs> yeah man yeah so. well and I just think it's cool too you know I'm kind of looking through your personal page right now and uh you know you you put up a post that says I did it the old country boy from Olivet just won himself a national championship and Walt over 600 people reacted to that post and over 360 people commented on there to congratulate you on your personal Facebook page um, about your championship. You've got a whale of support and a, a lot of people in your corner that wanted to see you get this thing done. Yeah, they did. That that right there, I got chills on my on my arms right now, and, and it's just it's definitely an incredible online support, and I appreciate all those people. And like you guys, when you did that interview and helped me get sponsors, we're, we're all a part of it, you know, and it's such a big deal for, for us, and I'm so appreciative. Well, I got to ask you, I know it's hard to look at 2023 and because of 2022 is just a week over, over, but we, we talked to Trevor Berry after he won at the glass city 200 and we were talking to him about the racing for miracles deal at Birch run speedway. And, you know, we got confirmation, you know, a few weeks ago or about six weeks ago that that was going to be a $20,000 to win event. Can you believe how modified racing is growing on pavement in the state of Michigan? It really is. I mean, there's just so much interest in, in, in modifies. And I think it started, you know, where super, super late models were kind of, they were kind of getting really, really high dollar and, and up, 
you know, up there and a lot of them went down to modifieds and then, then it started to really build in modifieds to where, you know, people were, big people were getting into it and everybody was starting to get interested. I think, I think that's kind of where it started. I mean, in my opinion, but I, I really love this, this board of asphalt modified racing and it is growing. It's, it's really incredible. So I'm guessing we can put you on the way too early entry list for that event in June next year, right? You absolutely can. Yeah. I, when they first <laughs> come out with that race, that first one, I said, I'm definitely going to be a part of that. I, I like to be a part of, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, to benefit races, you know, yeah. benefit races that, that, you know, are for a good cause. And I just, I'd like to be a part of those. And I'm definitely going to be a part of it. There was a little scuttlebutt when that race was announced about them trying to overthrow or compete with the hot shoe. And, and I kind of, I've said this publicly, I think that they're two standalone events. They're not competing directly against each other on weekends or whatnot. So again, kind of to piggyback that, you now have two marquee highest paying to win in the region, if not the country events, Four modifieds, and uh, you know the Midwest Modified Tour involved in some way. I think with the growth of the division and maybe those races uh, being so popular. But uh, you know, I, I've I've said this on the show. Modifieds are probably my second favorite pavement division um, that I get a chance to watch, and and I just I, I am so excited about as a fan about these races coming to Michigan and our region that are going to be top dollar to win, top dollar to start. And I get to watch you guys go to work and slug it out just to try to make the starting field at these races. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if, if you think back, I mean, I think modified uh, asphalt modifiers are one of the divisions that really work together, whether it's series, different tracks. They really work together because they're such a strong series right now to where they're trying to, you know, have these big shows at different times of the year. And it's, it's it's been working that way for a while and that's that's that just goes to show some things about you know asphalt modified racing and, and what it's come to now and while you're so entrenched in the modifieds i got to ask you this too um owasso speedway not going to get a facelift it's going to be a major reconstruction brand new speedway next year brand new pavement um and they are going to support the modifieds in the state of michigan that's got to make you pretty happy too that is really exciting that's that's I don't have a lot of experience there, but I loved it when I was there. Um, uh, just, I love the progressive banking and they're going to repave that place. It is going to be the hot ticket next year. So yeah, I'm going to be at a few shows there too. Talk about, I, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know if you heard, but I, I uh, announced retiring from uh, uh, point racing and just going to shows and events that I decide I want to go to. So if I'm not going to, if I don't, if I got things going on with the family, that's what we're going to do. We're, we're, we're not going to be uh, stuck to a certain night of racing if we don't want to, or we got something going on. So I will be racing at different tracks next year. So you'll see me at a lot of different tracks. Well, and that kind of answers my question too, because we just got done talking with Keegan Sabilo, who won the uh, late model sportsman championship for CRA. And, and he was excited to hear that you were going to be on the show. He said, Oh, cool. Another Corrigan guy. Uh, because that was another place that you kind of had made your home in last year was, was at Corrigan Oil Speedway. And so, yeah, I was going to ask about what, you know, how that went for you racing there with the Hernleys who obviously are very big into modified racing and, uh, you know, that, that have done, I think, some really great things with that facility too. Uh, you know, pavement racetracks across our state are, are all getting kind of one-by-one one facelifts, whether it be administrative-wise or literally on the racetrack. 
Yeah, it's crazy the you know the times that we're in and the things that we're seeing in the in the U.S. happening and that how good asphalt racing has been and and getting better and and I love racing for the Hernleys. They're 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 top notch people and and they do things how things should have been done years ago. You know, I I, I really enjoy racing for them. At, you know, at that track. Well, I tell you what, Walt, it's been really fun to see this uh, kind of unfold and uh, see you win this championship. And I'm excited now, too, as you said, for you to, you know what, we got a championship in the bag. Now let's go out there and try to make some money with this race car, win some races, win some marquee events. And uh, maybe they're not even marquee events. Maybe they're just, you know, uh, go out here and have some fun on, on a couple of nights, right? Absolutely. That, that's what it's going to be about from here on. We're going to have some fun. Well, tell me who it is that made it possible for you to uh, make this championship run. I know you covered it a little bit already with uh, talking about your uncle helping you get a couple of key sponsors in the middle of the season. But let's talk about some of the faces behind, you know, behind the fenders, behind the tires, behind the engines. Tell me who it is that made it possible for you to do this. Yeah, I really want to thank my dad. He has a big part of it. Um, I thank my wife. Uh, she's definitely the most supportive woman in racing, if you ask me. Um I'd like. I'd also like to thank Mid Michigan Concrete Cutting. He come up and and help me out and uh, like thank Tom Brady. I like thank John Trudell. He helps me out a lot, you know, behind the scenes. And uh, I just uh, my neighbor Rock and Randall. He comes over and helps me when I need it. Um, just I got certain people. My uncle Rusty, like I said, he just he he helps me every single day that he can help me. So I just appreciate those guys and i know i'm forgetting people but those those people i do care about and i appreciate helping me so this was the biggest one yet and i'm very appreciative the 2022 midwest modifieds tour national champion walt obrinsky jr uh what was that stat walt you're like the sixth guy ever to win that from the mitten is that what is that what that stat yeah. is Yep, the fourth guy to do it from the Minton State. Wow, that's pretty cool, man. Hey, congratulations. Uh, great job this season. It was really fun to get a chance to talk to you a couple of times. And, uh, you know, just like what we said with Keegan, now we're excited to kind of see what 2023 brings for you, and uh, we'll for sure see you at a racetrack uh, along the way next year. Yeah, that was cool for him to, to see him win that championship there, too, from, from, you know, from Spartan. I like to see that. And thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Always great to catch up with Walt, and uh, what a great guy, really humble, uh, really cool, and, and I tell you what, as, as we mentioned, he's got one of my favorite classes of race cars, so I'm always excited to talk about Modifieds here on, on Horsepower Happenings. I thought it was cool when he said, yeah, after the last interview, when we were trying to tr stump to yeah. get him sponsors, somebody heard it, and they said, I'm going to get him a sponsor, yeah. and, they, and he got some spots. I think that's awesome. Fantastic no, stuff. No, do not email us. We are not in the sponsorship <laughs> business. <laughs> Oh, man. But, hey, we might be happy to have your driver on the show, uh, you know, if we need to, to uh, help give him some some promotion. Hey, you know what we did? We neglected some racing that happened in and around our area last week on the show. Uh, Glass, or excuse me, Gas City I-69 Speedway was in action over the weekend down in Indiana. And so uh, let's give a nod to what happened down there. It was Matt Westfall of Pleasant Hill, Ohio, the regular driver with the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Car Series, who we've seen with the Great Lakes Traditional Sprints. He repeated his winning ways of Friday night by posting his third non-wing 410 feature win of the season at I-69 Speedway. Saturday night, $3,000 
in his bank account for the win. And then Dylan Nussbaum of Warsaw, Indiana, was triumphant in the 20-lap UMP modified feature. Andy Bishop of Gas City was the star of the show in the Sportsman stock feature uh, down there at Gas City. So uh, congratulations to those winners and Gas City I-69 Speedway. Congratulations on a uh, great season and a great weekend of the uh, Fall Festival of Speed down there. I wish that I could have went, but uh, had some schedule conflicts. Upcoming calendar, Rich France. Nothing. That's it. Crickets. <laughs> yeah. Are we about done? I mean, it, I don't know, man. I don't. I. I mean, usually Indiana trickles a little bit further behind Michigan. Um, I think probably the closest you're going to get. I don't know if Atomic's done in Southern Ohio. I don't know if they're totally wrapped up yet or not. But uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of racing left. Oh, Circle City in Indianapolis has an event this weekend i think okay uh, because because eddie van meter pumped it when i when i interviewed him in victory lane at winchester right for his cha- for this championship so they're doing something at circle city in indianapolis outside of that i don't know anything yeah you might be able to find something down at brownstown speedway uh, right there at the very uh very tip of indiana uh you know they might be doing something down there yet uh toward the end of the year um, but uh, actually, they might be—they may have put a cap on their season as well. Uh, looks like Brownstown is done too. So yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, check websites, check calendars, check schedules. But it might be time to fire up the old streaming devices and grab a bowl of dirt from the front yard, throw it in your face, and, and watch some watch some televised racing at this point. So, um, but I don't know. All American 400 this weekend for you is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm ready to get going. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's show. I want to say thanks to Keegan and to Walt for joining us on the program tonight. On behalf of Scott Mendel, who pays the bills, Rich France, who does everything else, I'm Zach Heiser, and uh, we'll talk to you next week right here on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.